It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble. In our joint communication to the CFL with uh, U Sports, the CJFL, and the CFOA was about field dimension and the ratio. One of the things we did not bring for was actually three or four downs. You are listening live to Quick Kicks, a presentation of Third Down Gamble. everyone and have a very special guest Greg Holmstrom who's also CFL headlines on Twitter and Greg welcome to the program thank you for having me I just am curious what got you into Canadian football in the first place I was born and raised as a young man in Saskatchewan which means I'm born with green blood once you're born in Saskatchewan you're a football fan period cut and dried end of story I wound up in British Columbia. I wound up going to Lions game. But I've always cheered for the Riders because I'm from Saskatchewan. The Ronnie and George days is my earliest recollection. And that's how it got me into football, personally. On the Twitter end, I discovered Twitter in 2009. I used to listen to a show on the Score Network called Hardcore Radio Sports. It's the first time I ever heard of this thing called Twitter, but I explored it. I started an account. I was living in Prince George uh, at the time, and I was going to go to the 2009 Grey Cup, Grey Cup party more specifically in Calgary. And I had an accident at work, went to the hospital, the whole deal. So I couldn't go the next morning. So I had to sit at home for a week on my back got better. So I decided to get on Twitter and follow the Grey Cup party from Calgary. Oh my goodness, I can tell you. It was just like I was there. A couple months later, six weeks later, the Haiti earthquake happened. I started following that and it was kind of chilling as it happens on the ground activities going on. And a few weeks after that, you had the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. So I kind of got hooked on Twitter. I was not through my personal account. But then uh, I decided I wanted to have a CFL-related account. I was going to put down something like this day in history or something like that. But that was a lot of work to look that up. So I took the easy way out and I just started posting news articles and the news became podcasts and bloggers and everything I could find basically. And it it, it became a hobby of mine. You know, some people got 1960s things in their garage, right? it's, It's just a hobby. And that's how I got into it and I got hooked on it. And uh, I go there every morning, every day. When I get a, a, up at five o'clock in the morning, I go on there and see what's going on. News, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's how I got hooked on Twitter. And I've always been a football fan. My goodness, I can remember growing up in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. We hitchhiked, me and a friend hitchhiked down the Trans-Canada Highway. We were 12 years old to go to a Saskatchewan Rough Riders game. We got in for two bucks sitting in the end zone, the Riders rookie section, I think it was called. 
I used to go to games at McMahon Stadium periodically. Then I moved deeper into British Columbia and I went to Lions games occasionally, not constantly, but occasionally because I was living in the lower mainland. Uh, it's just a unique sport. I love it. Keep those three downs. That's all I got to say about that. If anyone follows you on Twitter, you're always, at least to me, it seems like you're ahead of the curve in terms of getting the news out. You have to go somewhere to find that, I'm imagining, unless you've got a, a host of people that are just hitting you up and saying, hey, have you heard? It took months and months of hunting. I discovered a unique thing called an RSS feed. You take reporters, Danny Austin, Rob Vanstone, Justin Dunk, Chris O'Leary, those people. So you find them and you, basically I found everybody I, I, I could. And I turned it into an RRS feed. I downloaded a free program called Feed Demon. And I put these RRS feeds in there. I basically have a, a desktop newswire because it'll come up, updates every five minutes. Even Google, I can, an RRS feed in Google. That'll come up. You know, you find podcasters, you find bloggers. You just kind of gather up all this information, open up an Excel spreadsheet and store it. So I always have it, right? But that took, that took a few years to do that, I'll tell you that. I can imagine. That Excel spreadsheet, now what does that do for you? Does that log everything that you've learned or is that just sort of... Oh, it's just to keep track of their address, their RS feed, and some require filters. Herb Zerkowski, I'm not going to print off stories from him when he's reporting on the Montreal Canadiens or, you know, the soccer team. I'm going to post stories about the Montreal Alouettes, which he covers. There, I need filters on that. Van Stone or for the Regina Leader Post, all his stories are not all about Saskatchewan Rockwires. Sometimes he's covering curling or et cetera. So I got it down pretty good, actually. Well, you must, because almost daily, there's a stream of information coming off of your account. Well, uh, that's another thing. Any story by certain people, you know you're going to post from Justin Dunk or Rob Vanstone concerning football, you're going to post. So I have a program that automatically posts them. Something comes up from their feed, it automatically gets posted to Twitter. Not everyone, because I'm only allowed like 40, something like that. Don Landry, Chris O'Leary, these people, these authors from CFL.ca. I'm going to post them. doesn't matter what they write, because it's going to be about football. Podcasts are a different story. Those I have to actually go out and watch. And when something comes up, I post them. Bloggers are similar takes a little bit more effort then because you can't really race through, let's say, a podcast per se. Oh, no, no, no. I listen to a podcast, what, 45 minutes, an hour? I mean, you get a general idea of what's in it from the title. But there's a lot of podcasts out there. It's time-consuming. There are a lot of 
good resources in terms of podcasting to be certain. There's a whole host of them out there that are pumping out information about the Canadian Football League. And do you ever get to the point where you're maybe overwhelmed by how much information you're having to assemble? Yes. Yes, sometimes I feel a little overwhelmed, but I calm down. Something like I calm down about the Eskimos news. Do I go hunting mooses? Do I go down to the lake or the river and catch fishes? Okay, they're called the elks. Well, I figure they should be called the elk myself. Manitoba has a university football team called the Bison, so that's okay. What really ticks me off is changing the logo, the double E logo. I don't think there's any need to wind up selling more uh, apparel, I suppose. But when the season starts, because it will start, that's when it gets hectic. The past year hasn't been bad because there's been no football. Once the season starts, look out. You're going to have bloggers active. You're going to have podcasters active. You're going to have way, way more stories about the CFL and football in general coming out. I really look forward to it, actually. Was that teaser of those antlers on the helmet the primary look that they're going to have? Or is that a secondary look? Maybe they play with those helmets in the Labor Day contest against Calgary. I'm not 100% sure. I hope they keep the double E on the helmet, although I did see some photos up there of antlers on, on helmets. Los Angeles Rams have, have like the ram horns on them. Are they going to put elk antlers on there or not? But uh, I sure hope not. The double E has been like around for huh, forever, it seems. Since the mid-60s. It would be disappointing to change the logo. I mean, if they want to, like, add Elks, that's fine. But to me, it's always going to be an E-E, double E. Again, I don't know if that new look with the uh, antlers is a primary or a secondary. Because with the one helmet rule, they're going to have to wear their gold helmets. But you can change the decal. So you could see that antler come out on special occasions and then the E-E the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. Time will tell. Apparently, the CFL has got about two weeks to get their confirmation as to whether or not there's going to be an August 5th start to the season, or maybe that could be delayed. Well, if it's up to the health people, we'd all be still hiding under our beds in September or October. Everyone wants things open. We're entering the summer. We're coming out of a third wave. We have vaccination. Cases are dropping dramatically. They're letting the Calgary Stampede happen for crying out loud. Klondike days, PE, let them play football in front of crowds. That's the big question. How many people will be in stadiums to watch football games? Because I think so much of the scheduling is dependent upon is it going to be 10%, 20%, 50% attendance allowed, at least at the start? Yeah. You know, they, they want things back to normal. Normal is going to a packed church for a wedding. Normal is going to the wedding banquet Saturday night, socializing with strangers. Normal is going to a football game. Talk to me about normal, deliver it. Time will tell. It's only June 1st right now. 
we'll check back in a couple of weeks. The case count in Canada is plummeting rapidly. We're headed in the right direction. That's all I got to say about COVID-19 that spoiled 2020. Spoiled my website too. I was going to start a website last spring to coincide with uh, May 1st, start of the year. Well, it was canceled. <laughs> so did my website. I got it on my computer. I got the idea all written down, but I'm not going to put it up until I know there's a season, which will be a news aggregator site concerning Canadian football, junior college, university rather, Canadian professional football, not the XFL. That, that's another story I don't even want to talk about. <laughs> CFL players all wear a face mask for safety. With COVID-19 on our field, we also need to wear our masks to keep everyone safe. Do your part. Be a team player. So how important is it that the CFL play in 2021? Do you think, is there a concern of out of sight and out of mind? They are either going to have to play in 2021 or they can fold the league. End of story cut and dry because you can't go through two years without football not when you're like banking on fans to come maybe if tv contract paid like 80 percent of their funds fan driven league eating hamburgers and hot dogs drinking beer buying apparel that's what the cfl is about right now you have other sports leagues that can get away with TV contracts. NHL was doing it as we speak, but they get a lot of money from TV contracts. They're not a gate-driven league like us. We got to play this year. We have to. No question about it. Or we might as well just rest in peace, Canadian Football League. Is that your heart speaking or your head speaking? That's my head speaking. I don't want it to go down, of course. I don't want anything to do with the XFL either. What's going to happen if they wind up canceling the season? Another year of getting picked on by uh, guys like uh, <clears throat> The Rock and people like that. And I read some teams are just losing like seven, eight million dollars. And then those are the community based teams. Catchman, Edmonton, I don't know. We'll see you in a few weeks. The CFL at some point has to come to terms with whether or not they want to get started in August or delay till September. Do you think if they do delay till September, is there a minimum number of games that they have to play to make the season legit? Goodness me. I can't really answer that question. Well, they say over the past years, the CFL never started until Labor Day weekend anyways, which I suppose in, you know, has some truth to it. Well, that's like uh, two thirds of the season, you know, 18 games scheduled, 12 games after uh, Labor Day. With these cases going down, people anxious to open up. Let's do it for crying out loud. And I think it will happen. I, I, I think it'll happen. And if we need government help, 
please give it to us. I think things will be okay. I think things will be okay. And if they do start playing, are you just going to climb into a hole and never come back out because you're going to have to be doing so much work? (laughs) (laughs) But how do you keep up? That's a lot of information with trades, with players being cut, signed. Does your head spin? Luckily, there's only nine teams in the league. (laughs) I could only imagine if it was 28 teams or 32 teams or something like that. But uh, that's manageable, really. Uh, It's finding out Three Down Nation is a big source of news. CFL, obviously, is a big source of news. The nine teams, the nine clubs are a big source of news. They're the ones that are announcing the trades, the signings. Local newspapers, the province, the Sun newspapers, which is Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal Gazette, the Hamilton Spectator. They're the main players. So you cover them. Nine teams, nine newspapers. Oh, and then you got TSN, of course. So let's tackle on another half a dozen, let's say, with Global News and CBC, etc. So what's that? 24? 24, 25 news sources? That's not bad. For news, okay? Podcasts, on the other hand, well, you're going to have probably 15 to 20, I would think. Bloggers, there's probably 10 or 12. There's probably 50, 50 feeds to watch. I've had lots of practice the last blessed three years I've had lots of practice is this something you'd like to expand maybe have some help with this that's an interesting question because it's just a hobby for me okay if I didn't have this hobby what would I do right you know it's like the guy that's fixing his 1969 Camaro that he's had in his garage for the last 15 years and he diddle daddles and diddle daddles take that away from him what he He'd go crazy, which is, in a way, what would happen to me if I didn't have that to look forward to every morning, every afternoon, every night when I get home from work, whatever. It's just an outlet. Yeah, like I say, it's a hobby. It's hard to take people's hobbies from them. As far as expanding, never really thought about it, to tell you the truth. I'm just kind of like content with what's happening make me an offer or give me a hand, well, that's something I'd have to consider. I guess I could really go for it, make it into a paying job for Pete's sake, I suppose. You'd be surprised how a lot of people out there in the Twitter world think I'm affiliated. This account is affiliated with the CFL. I get a lot of people sending me notifications and messages players down in the States want to try out. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have those resources. I'm not that. Uh, I don't have the connections, right? General managers. I'm just like a little guy. But because it's a bit become a large account, they think for some reason I'm affiliated. Well, I'm not affiliated. I'm just a guy who lives in a high-rise apartment building that drives an old Pontiac Dive, right? <clears throat> That's me. 
Where can people find and follow you? At CFL Headlines. Greg, thanks so much for making time. Good luck on your future endeavors, and I appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to our show. Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Follow us on Twitter where our handle is at Third Down Gamble. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble Podcast. Audio worth watching.